Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, coach, mentor, John Opaluski. How's it going today, John? Hey, Jim. I'm doing great. Uh, we got to spend uh, 20 minutes together before we started recording today. <laughs> and uh, man, I'll tell you what, it just probably the best 20 minutes of my week. And Yeah, uh, yeah I agree. So I'm I glad agree. to be here. So 223, we're in episode 223, and I, I have yeah. never, when I read the title of the topic today, I was really intrigued by it because I I think I've heard some subjects around it. I've never heard this verbiage, and I've never heard it put this way, and I'm excited about our conversation. Do you want to introduce what, what pod 223 is all about? Sure. Uh, it's entitled Developing a Responsible Relationship with Yourself. With Yourself. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I think this, our capacity to be proper properly related to those we love and yeah. and and lead actually begins with being properly related to ourselves yeah and uh mm. the, the way we relate to ourselves I, I i didn't have a college course on this i yeah. um i didn't learn it in uh 16 well i guess i did learn it about 12 years into pastoring, the wow. need for it. And yeah. uh, and what was happening in my world because I didn't understand that as a leader. And uh, and it's something that I've been working on, Jim, for three decades. Wow. Uh, how, to, how to be yeah. properly related to myself. That's funny. People say, how long does it take you to, to, you know, to prepare for a podcast? The answer today is 30 years. <laughs> that was the prep time on this one. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully that uh, by the time we're done, you know, it will show that I've been a good student for right. 30, 30 years. I hope, I hope that's right the case. So, what I'd like to do is just talk a, a little bit about what it means uh, yeah. to be properly related uh, to ourselves and how we get there, and and then wrap up with like, why does it matter? Like, why is this yeah. subject even on the list of things we're talking about? Cool. Well, hit us. Yeah. So in Matthew chapter 22, Jesus was asked, uh, you know, teacher, what's the greatest commandment in the law? And I, and I love that he didn't have to think about it, yeah. really. I mean, it was an immediate answer. He And he said, and we're all familiar with this, right? Love the Lord your yeah. God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Yeah. And I think we could spend three weeks unpacking that, you know, just yeah. what does that mean? Uh, this is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, our friend Chip Judd uh, has said this. He said this statement a while back, and it really stuck with me. He says the as yourself piece in the greatest commandment is the missing piece in wow. the mental health conversation in the church today. Wow. Wow. And I think that's true. You know, And we can even yeah. get into the, the Greek construction there. The uh, the word as is is a Greek connector word, and it means in the same manner as. Mm -hmm. uh, right. And so, the greatest commandment is a three parter, and and I think the first two parts. Right. These are things that you know we know we're to do: love God, love our neighbor. But I think Jesus wants us to also learn how to relate to ourselves. With love too. Um, in, in Philippians chapter two, the apostle Paul says this: Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests 
of others. And I love that he didn't say, don't look to your own interests um, or look to your own interests and forget everybody else. Right. He didn't say it like that. He says, don't look only to your own stuff, but also to the stuff of others. And so I think being properly related to yourself means you understand that this is not an either or type of scenario. It's both and that I can care for people that I, uh, I love. I can care for people that I lead. And that is not exclusive to caring for myself properly. Right. So Jim, love your love your reaction to that. Boy, I, I'm I'm just soaking it in, to be honest with you. My I guess my reaction is keep talking. Because I I it's funny, I, I get it. And at the same time, I feel like I'm standing in the doorway, not not in the middle of the room, you know, mm-hmm. but those words, that as yourself piece being the missing piece, something in me goes, that's true. And I, and I'm but now I need more more words. So keep talking. Okay. So, so let, let me put it, let me try to put it uh, this way, give you an example. Yeah. So, um, and we're going to jump into, well, I, I don't want to preempt what I'm about to say next, but let me, let me put it this way. If Jim, if I'm unkind to myself, mm-hmm. I am actually training those near me to treat me the same way. Interesting. They're going to treat me. It's unbelievable how powerful Mm. that is. If I come into a room and I am uh, Mm self-critical and think everybody in that room is better than me and I don't belong in that room, what in the world am I doing in this room? Yeah. It sends out into the airwaves uh, this, I don't know what you want to call it. It's, it. It's it's this um, aura almost, and I don't want to get weird right. here, but yeah, the vibe, people, the yeah, they react. People will react to what is going on inside of me, and we're going to unpack that in a little bit. Yeah. But here's what I've noticed: that when I have done a good job of viewing myself properly, it positively impacts every relationship in my life. Every yeah. relationship, my marriage, yeah. my relationship with my kids, mm. my relationship with our clients, everything gets better, really, relationally, when I'm properly related to myself, yeah. when I'm improperly related to myself. And for the first 12 years of pastoral ministry, I was improperly related to myself. Right. I was not my own best friend. I was my own worst enemy. My right, own worst critic. Right. That set me up for all kinds of relational problems. You know what? I, right. I think there is a certain uh, segment of the population that can smell blood in the water, yes. so to speak. Yes. And they perceive that inner weakness and, and they jump on it. They jump and they on take it. advantage of it. Yeah. And and as I've learned how to be properly related to myself, that doesn't mean there's less sharks in the room necessarily. I know how to deal with those sharks in a different way. Right. And, and if I respect myself and I mm. think, you know what, you're, you have a right to say what you want to say here, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not absorbing that. I'm not taking yeah. that on. 
there is a level of respect then that is commanded yeah. in that scenario. So that's what I'm talking about. That's great. Well, it's funny. So many, so many bells and whistles are going off in my head right now because different, different coaching clients that have been, in some ways, I would say abused by, by the leadership deacons and so forth. There's deacons that serve, and then there's what we call a deacon possessed church, you know, where they, they basically hire a, a pinata. And, and the harder mm-hmm. we hit you, the more candy we expect to come out of you, sir or ma'am. Right. It's, and you go, okay. That, and really, as we have both seen, I know, I'm thinking of people that you and I both know, they've been beaten to a pulp by yes. people that probably initiated them being the pastor because they felt like they could treat them poorly and get away with it. You got it. Yeah. You, when I used to treat it. crime prevention in, in the military and stuff and uh, personal protection stuff, uh, the vast majority of the time in a mugging, there's an interaction prior to that attack. So they say, hey, you got changed for a dollar. You got a match. And what they're doing is exactly what you're saying. They're, your response, if you go, no, I don't smoke. You know, I, no, I don't have change for a dollar. Direct eye contact, firm voice. You, you dissuade the attacker. But you go, uh, uh, no, let me, let me see what's in my purse. Well, you know, then they move in. They're, they're literally feeling out the situation like a shark, like a predator. Is this a good idea to get a snack or is this a bad idea to get a snack? Is this guy prepared for me? Because I want to I want to spend the least number of calories to get a meal as possible. So that that initial contact to find out. And so I, can I just probe this a little bit, John? If, if, sure, let's do it. So let, let's say I'm I'm my self-talk is unconfident. I, I have terrible imposter syndrome. I walk into a job interview, a board meeting, the congregational meeting on Sunday morning. I that can be smelled by the wolves in the room. That's and right. and in some ways, I would say also detected by the people that are looking for a, a spiritual father or mother. Someone, to, are you are you going to lead me? Do you speak with authority and not not with your vibrato, but with something else that we can sense that maybe is harder to define? But either someone's comfortable in their own skin, yes, and they're easier to receive from, or are they just trying too hard, or they're not trying at all, or whatever that other action would be. Is that? Is that kind of the symptom of this you're talking about? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I, and I think that first group of people you described look at somebody like that as fresh meat. Like yeah. it's it's <laughs> yeah. just they have radar for that. Yes. Uh, and then there's that other group who you who are looking for somebody to exhibit humble confidence. Yes. Yeah. Holy yeah. confidence, not hubris, not right. top down, heavy handed. Right. But it's somebody, like you said, who is comfortable how God has wired them and put them together. Yeah. It's, it's not lost yeah. on yeah. me that when Jesus went to wash the disciples' feet, it starts out by saying Jesus knew yeah. why he was there, that God was his father, yeah. and why he was, you know, Jesus had yeah. that, he just had that inner, he, talk about somebody who was properly related to himself. I mean, right. he was, and that allowed him to serve, to wash dirty feet yeah, and not feel diminished right. in who he was in any way, shape, or as a matter of fact, I think it freed him to do that. The fact yeah. that he was properly related to himself. Yeah. And, and so hmm. you're absolutely right. In any crowd, there are those different kinds of people who are looking for something different. Yeah. from you or in you and if they're uh mean people manipulative people maybe even crazy people yeah um, yeah they are looking for weakness 
They yeah. are, and I don't mean weakness in the wrong way. They are looking for somebody who is not their their best friend, who who they can yeah. take advantage of. And then right. there's this whole other group who's who's looking for someone to show them how do I conduct my life in a way that's healthy and um and gives me some measure of protection from people who yeah. want to hurt me. Um, and unfortunately, there yeah. are some people like that, even in the church environment, who feel it's yes. their mission in life, you know, to, yeah. to make you unhappy. Yeah, there are, there are people that are nobody until they find somebody to stand on. It was, it was true in kindergarten. It's it's true in the nursing home, and it's true everywhere in between, right? There are family members, congregational members, leaders, servants. They they are not happy until they have put somebody beneath them to somehow prop themselves up in some way. And this is yeah. this is really the antidote to that. I, and 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 by the so. way, not so much that I I won't empty garbage cans because that's beneath me, and you won't make me. It's it's I can empty garbage cans because it doesn't tell me who I am. Jesus right. has told me who I am. I'm I'm confident in in what he's done in my life and who I am in him. And and so I can do any job, great or small, without humility, without humiliation, right? Right. And so and so that kind of paves the way for the second half of this is like, yeah. how do I get there? Like, uh, how do I how do I make progress in being properly related to myself? Well, let me give you a few yeah. ideas here that I thought Good. about. The first one is 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 being truthful with your self-talk. Excuse me. Okay. Um, I've said this before. No one talks to you about you more than you do. Yeah. All of us have this running conversation in our mind about ourselves. And, yeah. and let that running conversation be bathed in what God says about you. Because yeah. what he says about you is solid. Um, yeah. It has zero to do with your emotion in terms of how you feel in any yeah. it does not shift. You know, Psalm 139. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. Ephesians 1 5, according we're adopted by Father God according to his will and his pleasure. Galatians um, yeah. 4, we're sons, we're heirs. And we could go on yeah. and on and on and list yeah. 40 things, at least 40, 45 things that the Bible says, God says about us. And, right. and so this, this self talk piece is super important. Um, I don't think it's funny when somebody calls themselves stupid. Right. I don't think it's funny. Right. I used to. I don't yeah. think that's funny. I, I and I don't think it's harmless. I think it's actually yeah. harmful. Um yeah. and so this piece is foundational to relating to yourself properly. You have to get that running conversation to be accurate right. from God's perspective. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I wrote something in my journal uh, when we had a conversation similar to this, this that one piece, that I, I'm never to say anything over myself that Jesus couldn't say amen to. That was yeah. that was a line in my journal, which if I'm I'm such an idiot, like Jesus wouldn't say amen to that. That's right. You know, I'm I'm growing in wisdom. Jesus would say amen to that. And and in some ways I might have said the same thing, but I didn't, because one is actually tearing me down. And one is filled with hope, faith, and I'm not alone in this journey. And right. you know, I, I I didn't claim perfection; I, I claimed growth. And uh, and I yes. think Jesus would say Amen to that statement. Yeah, that's right. And and you know, if you're a serial self abuser uh, uh, no. with how you talk to yourself about yourself, there is hope. But Jesus can yeah. deliver you from that. 
and yeah. get you to a spot where you're really sensitive. And, and, you know, like I would say in the last 30 years, um, I've probably had less than 10 incidents where I got into negative self-talk mm. and, and I felt so like convicted by that, uh, right. that repent, repentance came fast and, yeah. and, and quickly. And, and, and so the Lord can get you to a spot mm. where you really are, um, you really are related to yourself in a healthy way. Um, I think, I think another piece of getting there is, is, is reminding ourselves that this is not selfish. But yeah. Uh, yeah. being properly properly related to yourself isn't selfish. Right. And the converse of that is true. Being selfish is not being properly related to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not yeah. talking about getting everything we want. Right. Uh, what I'm talking about is getting everything we need. Right. And there is a big difference between yes. those two. And uh, there's a gap. You know, what yeah. I want is here. What I need is is a narrower yeah. Uh, yeah. field uh, of that. See, being properly related to yourself means you get everything you need to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Yeah. It has to do with being healthy so that you can yeah. actually help others. It's very right. hard to lead when you, I mean it's everything's harder when you're not healthy. Yeah. Let's just think about the physical the physical side of that is true, right? right I sure. contend that the internal part of that is equally true. That if there's unhealth in how I re I interact with myself. That yeah. everything in my life is harder as a result. Yeah. So it's yeah. not selfish in the sense that, oh, you're focusing on yourself. You know, you need to take up your cross, deny yourself. And yes, that is true. But denying yourself yeah. has nothing to do with abusing yourself. Please right. understand that. Right. Those are not right. the same things. Right. Yeah, that's good, John. I think, I think that's almost like I'll be safe in pain if the pain is self-inflicted. Right. So I, mm, instead yeah. of being humble, I'll just, I'll just be humiliated because no one can take, no one can take me farther down that road than I have myself. I won't be disappointed by the reactions of others. If I have no expectations, uh, you know, of, of, of myself or of other people liking me or listening or, you know, following my lead. That's a, it's a proactive yet utterly destructive. Uh, it makes perfect sense. And it's completely yeah. wrong. And that all the same, it's self-sabotaging. Self yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is self-sabotaging. I'm shocked at how often I did that before I understood this. Right. And I and I and I am a little shocked by the number of leaders that I see self-sabotage. Yeah. It's almost like, hey, if I lower my expectations, then I won't be disappointed. Right. Almost. Right. And yeah. if that's a tape, we talk about a running conversation, you know, that's going on in your head. Yeah. That's a that's a conversation that I bump into with with clients. Like yeah. They are telling themselves a story about themselves that's absolutely false. Yes. Yeah. All the time. I, I mean, honestly, this is probably one of the number one things that we deal with, I, I deal with, in coaching mm -hmm. pastors. I, I, they're, they're succeeding in so many ways. And, and, and I, I have to point it out to them mathematically. I have to point it out to them statistically. I have to point it out to them repeatedly. And it's, and it's fun, is it not? When they finally get the light on, like I'm actually doing better than I 
than I yes. thought. I, I didn't know. I was comparing myself to the author of the book that, that succeeded, yeah. not to the not to the person who's like me doing what I'm doing and, and actually yeah. doing quite well. If you're going to compare, let's compare apples to apples. But yeah. I don't think we need comparison to succeed or fail, but just are you being good and faithful? And, and it was funny is the answer to that is yes, but not satisfying. It's like that should be that's what you're being judged on is is quality and fidelity, not right. numbers, uh, numbers and, and all the rest of this stuff. We have to we have to judge ourselves by the criteria in which we're being judged. And once you get that nailed, well, then well done. Good and faithful servant. Yeah. And, and Jim, I, I'm ex- I get excited when a client um, understands that that's what they're doing and yeah. that they need to change. When I yeah. really get excited is when they do change. And yes. And yeah. they have turned that corner and you yeah. can just see the health there. Uh, I mean, that's one of the best feelings in the world uh, to yeah. see. Uh, somebody who was self-doubt, full filled yes. with self-doubt, self-critical, telling yeah. themselves things that weren't true. And some of yeah. these things they've been telling themselves for decades and yeah. they get free of that. And it's just, yeah. it's just amazing. When Jesus tells the paralyzed man, get up and walk. And that's what it feels like on this side of the conversation is you've been paralyzed by, by all these doubts and all these fears and all this negative yep. self-talk. And and when you when you're free from that, it's like you get up, and now where, where do you want to go? You literally have this ability to choose direction. You're no longer a beggar laden by the gates. You know you are you are free to move about the world as a change agent with with Jesus. That's yeah, I'm excited about it. This is getting me more excited about it. Yeah, and so let me give you one more thought here on yeah. how do, how do we start to get to that place where we're relating yeah. to ourselves properly. I would like to, I would like, this might sound a little bit bold, but let me put it this way, that being properly related to yourself is a matter of obedience. Okay. It's not preference. It's not a take it or leave it. It's something I give myself to. It's a matter of stewardship. It has, Jesus said in the greatest commandment that a portion of that is you need to relate to yourself properly. Yeah, so it's it's it, it, it's a matter of obedience, and I and I think um, in my life, in the past, and in the lives of uh, people that we care about, leaders, uh, ministry yeah. leaders, we care about all, all leaders. Whether you're in, I think you're in the ministry. If you're a Christian, you're in the ministry. Whether you're inside right. the walls of a church right. or you're in a business. Yeah. My 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 point is is that. I feel like for some people, they feel it's optional. Mm, I submit yeah. to you today, it's not optional. No. This is not take it or leave it. This is not, I'll get to it when I get to it. I, I want to I up the ante here a little bit and say, yeah. I believe how you relate to yourself, doing that properly is a matter of stewardship. It's a matter of obedience. and. Mm. That if you would allow me to challenge you today, I, I want to remove the wiggle room for you. Mm. That this is a serious, this is serious business, yeah. and I'm going to explain why it's serious in a minute. But I, I wonder, just give me a thought on that third piece. I, I hope that doesn't come across too strong. That's how I feel about it, Jim. That it's that serious. Yeah, but I think it takes a strong voice. 
if, if I'm a child being bullied at school, I need my father to say, stand up for yourself. This is important. You know, we're, our family is, is not a, a doormat or whatever. You know, that, that scene where the boy becomes a man because the man says to the boy. And I, so I, I don't think it's too strong. I think if it was, you're such an idiot for doing this, then that would be counterproductive, right? Right. But to say, it's not, you're not saying this, John, because you're mad at people. You're saying this because you believe not in people. You're saying, right. believe, believe what God believes in. He believes in you. We all believe in God. Very few of us believe that God believes in us, by and large, in, in mm-hmm. the nation, I'm saying. And so that that missing piece is, you know, you are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works yes. that God prepared in advance for you to do. You're the right person in the right place at the right time with the right stuff. And doubting that is, is removing the potential that God has placed inside of you. That you have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to us to be honest with us. So I don't think it's too strong. I, I think if you hadn't earned the right to say it, maybe it's a weird opening statement. But mm-hmm. those of us who've been listening to this have been listening to you for a long time and know your heart. So you could you could probably say just about anything at this point, and and we'd we know you loved us for for saying it. You know. <laughs> so so let's. I know we're bumping up against time. Let's talk quickly yeah. about why this whole subject matters. Well, I yeah. have three thoughts here. The first one's longevity. Um, yeah. You're, if you're a leader, you're running a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And being properly related to yourself is absolutely foundational to run the race God has called you to, to run it on a full yeah. tank. Um, yeah. When we get this piece wrong, Jim, we're building on sand. Yeah. This is a yes. this is a rock foundation. This yeah. is foundational. If you don't get this right, then you know the, we're going to be talking about uh, well-being yeah. here in the next several weeks. The rest of the, what we're going to talk about won't be as effective for you. This is just is just foundational. So it, longevity yeah. is 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 part of it. Um, the second one, the second reason it matters is limbic resonance. This is a term that yeah. we were introduced to by our good friend Josh Spurlock about yeah. a year ago. He just blew our mind uh, yeah. when he started talking about this. Um, here's the truth. The people you lead are going to take on what's happening in your inner life. Yeah. We know this to be true scientifically. Right. We know this to be true anecdotally. If you are careless about being properly related to yourself, so will they. Yeah. Not only are they not going to uh, respond well to you personally, you're, you're like I said earlier, you're kind of training them how to treat you. Yeah, yeah. You're training them. If you don't even say a word, you are training them to not be properly related to themselves. And and we're creating problems for them in their personal lives. Um, I I could never explain it with the right terminology. I just knew that who I am on the inside gets translated to the people I'm closest to. Yeah. And they pick up on what's going on inside of me. Josh gave us that term, limbic resonance. Yeah. And he said, oh, by the yeah. way, we can prove this by pu- by putting MRI caps on two people and yeah. connecting them and watching how their nervous systems interact with each other. Yeah, so, it's crazy. So those are the three things, that I, three reasons I think it matters, Jim. Longevity, yeah. limbic resonance. Oh, here's the third one, long-term yeah. fruit. Yeah. John 15, Jesus says, I have appointed you to bear fruit. And then he adds this little tag to it, fruit that will last. Right. Jesus is interested in long-term fruit 
fruit that will outlast you. Yeah. Outlast your tenure, wherever you are. So those are the three yeah. reasons I think it matters, Jim. You want to kind of speak to that and then wrap us up? Yeah. Well, it's funny because there's there's so many ways to validate what you just said. Because I now that you now that you've connected a few dots, the picture is emerging just beyond the dots that you've connected. But that that person that we honor that did the, that great body of work, the former pastor, the you know the founding father, the great philosopher. This is part of what they have in common in that they they knew who they were, they knew what they're supposed to do, they knew who they were doing it with and who doing it for, and and then they just lived in that in that contentment you're talking about the power of what Paul calls the secret of contentment. I will now show you the secret of contentment. It's not obvious. It's 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 hidden to some degree, but once you see it, you realize the secret. The secret is being comfortable in your own skin, knowing what God's called you to do. So you're not you're not ambitious trying to become something you're not. You're not right. defeated trying to afraid to attempt something you should. You're just in that sweet spot of being comfortable in your own skin. And my my dad was famously comfortable in his own skin. He uh my mom to this day should say I, he never met a stranger and uh that that they were all his best friend. Just many of them didn't know it yet. They thought they didn't no. like him at first, but it it took time for him to convince them that he was their best friend and love has a way of grinding those things down. So I I my heroes in life have all have this in common and I never had that language for it before today, John. So I I'm gonna say this, and I, and I know we're still recording. I think you should make this thought a master class. And I, I know there's so many things already on your plate, but man, this would be a great book or a great master class or a great seminar. So I, I think I'm speaking on behalf of our our listening and watching audience when I say please please use more words and and more time to get us to see this because I really think you've you've hit on something here that's important for especially for leaders in the body of Christ because we'll we'll put on these facades we think are successful whether it's being too ambitious or too aggressive or too passive or too people pleasing those are all dead ends the only the only way really to to get to the other side of this successfully is having love God and loving our neighbor as ourselves and I don't think I don't there's nearly enough talk uh, about what you've talked about today. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for talking about it today, bringing it to our attention, inspiring our hearts. I, I'll bet you there's sermon series that are being formed right now in people's minds as so. they look deeper into this. Yeah. So. so um as always, if you're like John, I get it, but it's going to take more than this conversation to get it. How would we get a hold of you or somebody from Converge to to have that conversation? Yeah, you can get a hold of our wonderful team at convergecoach.com. Click on the contact us info, or there's another button that says start a conversation and you fill out a form and that gets uh, sent to our uh, administrative team and they will get you connected to somebody on our team who can help you. We'll give you 30 minutes of our time uh, free of charge and uh, that might be all you need. Or maybe you want to spend more time with one of the people on our team and we can talk about what that looks like. Right on. Well, John, thank you on behalf of our watchers and listeners for all your wisdom today and, and teaching from your heart, from experience, because you, you love leaders and uh, we're grateful for you and all that you bring to us. So um, I would just say this to those that are listening or watching, like if you're getting this today, it comes out, it's, t- it's what, Tuesday, right? Monday or Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. And you haven't quit. So you're, you're doing great, man. Hang in there. Uh, we all got better today because we all learned something. So get better again tomorrow. And Converge is always here for you. If there's any way we can serve you, it'd be our joy and our, our pleasure to do so. God bless you as you continue to lead from alive.